Greetings. Welcome to the Talking Reggae Podcast. As always, I am Jay of Street Level Uprising. I've, I'm on location today. A couple of very special guests that I was privileged enough to meet a couple weeks ago at Flow Fest down here in Southwest Florida. Please welcome Indigo Eye. Yay! Hey. Thank you so much. Dimey and Byron. Hello, Yay. hello. What's awesome. up, guys? So that was the first time I had seen you, heard you. Um, I was talking to you about it before that... You guys have a lot of unique vibes in what you do, which is why I wanted to sit down and talk with you today, because I was impressed with your show. Uh, but let's go all the way back. I always start in the same place with every guest I have, which is, and we'll go one at a time. Tell me the first time you remember hearing reggae music and how it made you feel. Hmm, you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you always, you know, I was born in Cuba, and uh, we didn't hear a lot of reggae music. We heard a lot of more like um, doo-wop, uh, Spanish oldies. Um, I guess the first thing you always hear is, the, you know, Bob Marley, the legendary Bob Marley. Um, I started getting into reggae more and more um, as I got older, and then I heard Damien, fell in love. Um, it just... The first memories, of course, is when Bob Marley was playing in the radio, and it did play in Cuba. So I remember hearing that, and my mom and my dad, they would be like, I would have to explain to them, remember Bob Marley? And be like, who's Bob Marley? And be like, the guy on the T-shirts, you know, that gentleman you see on the T-shirts, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, you know, I Want to Love You, that song. Mm. In Spanish, it's very funny because, um, you know, what does it sound to you in Spanish? So it sounds like water in the hole. I want it all, y'all. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of memories when it comes to reggae, but um, I would have to say, obviously, Bob, the legendary Bob Marley, and his sons. You know, I heard Damien, I fell in love. So, I, I mean, I'm a fan. I'm getting to know more and more of the culture, and I love the culture, love the community, love the people. They're very welcoming, and I just love that you're able to express yourself and, and, and do this beautiful style. And it's kind of like, it's timeless. You know, wherever you go, it's timeless. And it's more like, it is a vibe. It's a mood. Um, and you just feel good. Like, if you feel good and it's in the moment, it, it feels right. So Yeah, right on. What's up with you? How about you, man? Man. <laughs> I grew up surfing. Un I wouldn't say unfortunately um, in Florida, but grew up surfing. And yes, it was Marley's. But then it kind of blossomed, honestly, just maybe four or five years ago is when I, somebody said, Hey, uh, check out Cali roots. Cause I was really into rock music. And the very first one I saw was common Kings. And I know it's a, it's not the roots reggae, but I was really into the modern sound. And I kind of went, man, these guys can play rock. I can do this. Like you can, you can do both. So I, again, guilty with Bob Marley growing up, yep. but yep. it's definitely blossomed way past that. And as we were speaking yeah. before, I'm starting to learn the history a before of, the Marlies and, and even during artists. that whole realm um, with Buju and all these other fellas. Like when you go to a town and you see an old Rasta guy there, ask him questions. So that's kind of where I'm at in all this. I see the long dreads. He's got them for a reason. Let me ask you, who's this and what's the meaning of this? You know, and I'm even learning the language as far as how they communicate in the songs with mix and, you know, all the good little commands. Mm -hmm. So I'm super fascinated by it. Um, definitely did start with the Marlies, but it progressed million mm -hmm. miles 
Yeah. So. But you did grow up playing music, right? You've been playing yeah. music for a long time. Where did you start? How old were you when you picked up an instrument? And then when oh, went about when you started playing with bands? I was living in Cocoa, Florida. I was 13 years old. Um, I grew up with my brother playing music and my uncle. Everybody played music, all the guys. So watching it and seeing it every day. Um, went through a couple little instruments, but never got interested. And then I, uh, <laughs> at the time, my mom was at Sears and got me the Eddie Van Halen looking guitar. So I ran over to my <laughs> friend's house. I knew his buddy played guitar. And I'm like, show me. And I had it upside down and backwards. And he goes, well, first of all, let's put it the right way. So I would have been maybe the next Hendrix. So the first song was um, something by Metallica, like Master of Puppets or something back then. And I was like, I'm in this. I, I played every single day for like 10 hours a day forever. That was my, my guitar story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and have you always been singing? Always. Oh, man. Always. Started at an early age in Cuba. Um, I came to uh, live in the States about four years old. So very fortunate. And uh, I remember in Cuba, my mom used to have me sing in front of crowds as a little girl. And I would sing just a cappella, just sing my heart out to the, all the music they would play at the house. My mom is also a singer and my grandma is also a singer. But more like, you know, not a professional singer just because they feel it mm-hmm. in They're their good. souls. And uh, so she, would, she saw the talent in me. So she was like, just sing. And then you see there would be crowds of people forming in the streets and stuff like that. So I remember those early memories very fun oh wow yeah it's funny you know when you talk to people and especially singers it's like well how long have you been singing like my whole life because that instrument's always with us you know it takes something to pick up a guitar you know jump behind a set of drums or something but those of us who sing it's like yeah it's like i've just always natural yeah yeah comes naturally yeah, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> some people that you know for me it was like i didn't sing for the longest time and it got to a point where like I was in a band and our singer quit Yeah, and like our keyboard player at the time said to me, he was like, well, you can sing. Why don't you do it? And I'm like, I never really thought of it, but I guess I will. And so, you know, it's funny how that happens. You find yourself in a situation you didn't expect, but yeah. for most people, it's like, they've just always been doing it and just developing that instrument their whole right. life. You know, exactly. like you have. Yeah, exactly. So how did Indigo I form? Oh man, you want to handle it? Or you want me? <laughs> um, yeah, so my sister actually, um, he put out an ad. He moved, you moved down here from where? From Tampa? This is like 13 years ago. 13 years ago. From Tampa, you were living. And um, she's, she saw this ad out and he was looking for a singer. He prefers female singers, right? Um, so my sister's like, you know what? I think there's more up your alley. So it, it was like more like a pop rock and roll. So I told one of my friends, hey, Come with me, because I don't know this dude. He might be psycho. So we're going to go. So my friend came along with me, and we went to his apartment. We met, and he's like, yeah, this is what I do. This is what I'm looking for. I'm like, all right, cool. So we just started writing music from there. So my sister was technically the one that was supposed to go and meet up with him. But she's like, no, this is more up your alley. So she made that connection happen for us. So, yeah. And we evolved in through a couple different scenarios with different kind of more rock style, trying to find our sound. Yeah. And then Indigo Eye, we were we had another band name called the Heart Attack Guns. Mm. Well, with the word heart attack and the word guns, it's hard <laughs> to get shows for the reggae genre. Super hard. They won't do it. <laughs> Unless you want to play like straight up metal show. Yeah. Which we would get stuck with heavier it's like an bands. 80s band. So it was like, you know, Amy Winehouse coming out with Slayer. <laughs> it didn't work out. <laughs> so Indigo Eye 
came across the Indigo Children. Have you ever heard about them? No. Where they're they're there's a thing going on now where children are born with these really, really just amazing blue eyes, and they seem to have abilities. I guess and you would say. And also more of the autism. Yeah, more on the spectrum. More on the spectrum. Also, there's a lot more children being born like that, and it started happening around the 1960s. Something like that. I yeah. think so. That's also you know they refer to they say indigo children as far as they see the world in a different way mm. than a typical person would or a typical child would so that's also the meaning behind indigo yeah so we're yeah. saying i am indigo you know right. she's so indigo, thinking outside indigo. the box yeah thinking outside the box not not really willing to reform to what society wants you to be you know it's just um more of a movement yeah kind of like a movement so that makes sense yeah absolutely, absolutely. movement towards just stop all the the war and everything else you just play music <laughs> have fun again you know yeah. Well, reggae as a genre is that's part of the foundation of reggae. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I always I always try to explain to people who maybe they don't understand that reggae has a depth that no other style of music has because it was born out of something different. And there's a consciousness and there's a spirituality to yeah. reggae yeah. that it's is true. part of the foundation of that movement. And that's something it doesn't have in common with any other yeah. musical style. Um I had mentioned to you when I first saw you guys play a couple of weeks ago, you went on after us at Flowfest, mm-hmm. and Bill, my bass player, shout out, what's up, Bill? Uh, I don't even know if he listens to the podcast. <laughs> if you do, Bill. He does sometimes. Hey, he does sometimes. Uh, what's up, Bill? Um, we have played with so many different bands. I've had so many different bands on my podcast. I've listened to, it, it's not often that a new band comes along that I really haven't listened to or haven't heard, but what I'm always searching for is some sense of originality which is hard to come by because everything's been done in music already. We, we know it has. It really has. So what kind of original edge can an artist put on their music that makes them somewhat different? And both Bill and I turned to look when you guys started playing because it was like, oh, like this is different. There's different yeah. sound. There's a fusion to your sound. I always love the bands that bring something else to reggae music mm. because if you're, if you're doing straight up roots reggae, that's been done for a million years now too. We all have influences beyond reggae that come across in our music, as you do. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your sound overall, this fusion of flavors? Man. It's like the wild card of sound. Um, <laughs> it's just, we, we come from, I come from Spanish, all these Spanish music, so I have a lot of influences there. Um, as far as my vocal, my vocal, uh, what I do vocally, I, t- I take it a lot from what I heard growing up. And how I used to sing and and everything, but it's just it's a combination of everything. What the modern I like the modern sounds with the old style sounds. Um, <laughs> is somebody? Is somebody? Somebody's um, calling somebody. I heard. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a true fusion. I think we found something um, very unique. And. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, anybody listening to us right now, uh, please check us out. Um, and I don't know how to describe it. It's just you have to hear it for yourself. There's so many elements in the the sounds, and we made like this great combination. How would you describe it, Byron? <laughs> it's hard to describe. Take Amy Winehouse, Morchiba, throw some reggae in there, some rock, and that's it. Something like and that. A little Spanish, Anything goes. A little Spanish <laughs> flair. A little Spanish flair. I Absolutely. Say. I caught so, that right away yeah. when I saw you on stage, yeah. too. And those are some of the things that I definitely heard in your music. Yeah. yeah. We, we almost made a Roots 
record. We were, or I should say, I was getting into it so much that I was like, man, I want to do this. And then we got we got introduced to these players. We have a son, so um, yeah, he's calling me. We got introduced to these players that are really, really well respected guys, known in the industry. They play with some great bands. And I was telling you earlier, I picked up the acoustic, started playing the songs, and I was chucking away. And they just looked at me like, "What are you doing?" And they kind of just said, "Look, just let us hear what you're really trying to do, and we'll add the reggae in there. That that part will happen no matter what." Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, our sound just boom exploded. Yeah, so, I like how you described this to me when we were talking earlier. Yeah. You're saying it's like the band that you're working with, like these are all seasoned reggae professionals, oh, yeah. and they bring the reggae, and then you do what comes naturally to you. Yeah. You do what comes naturally yeah. to you, which is why, probably why it's it sounded so interesting to me is because you can hear that. You can hear what's going on. Who are some of your biggest influences as a, oh, as a guitar player? A guitar player, Randy Rhodes, Jimi Hendrix. Um, that was really probably the main two. Then Muddy Waters for the blues, you know, the old stuff. Um, I started in rock and always just kind of hung out in the blues stuff. I never got to officially do it, but loved it. So I like to kind of throw that sound in with it as well. Mm-hmm. And then if you had to say modern stuff, nothing for me. Yeah. I like. I guess I like the older stuff, but mm-hmm. I like the dub. I like uh, Alba Rossi, stuff like that. Yeah. I love anything with delays in it. Yeah. Like I said earlier, Incubus same. and stuff like that. Was <laughs> love delays, love trippy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you have to? Do you have to kind of rein him in sometimes on the? Oh on too, man, too I, much effects. I or? ask him, no, go crazy. No, she wants more. <laughs> I, want, I just want you. Like I tell the musicians that we work with and Byron, I just go crazy. Do what feels natural. Yeah. You know, because it's like, and they also say, when they say, when it comes to writing, they're like, just let it flow. Don't mm-hmm. force anything. When you force it, that's when, you know, your, your writing is at your best when it comes just natural and just yeah. let it flow. That's how we you write. Know? I usually walk yeah. in and I sit down with a riff and I go out about an hour and go, got a song, mm-hmm. you know, just the guitar portion of it, usually on acoustic. And then she just, yeah. and they come in and it changes and, you know, they finish it up. Yeah. These process, guys are process, very, very special, man. Very, They're very special, and we are so fortunate and so yeah. grateful to have them. You know, very spiritual, be, all of them. Very spiritual, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely, as you were saying before, yeah. you know, to be part of this. Yeah, this is amazing. We're having a lot of fun. Um, we enjoy the the creative process, and just you know, being out there and and showing everybody the music behind it, and then um, it's just a lot of fun. That's I tell everybody, the stage is my happy place. Mm-hmm. I love being up there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I do. I definitely do. I mean, that's, you know, that's why most of us got into this was because yeah. it's just so much fun. It's like, so much it's fun. fun. It's, you know, my job is more fun than other jobs yep. are. Yep. Like, it's, you know, it's just, why wouldn't I want to do that? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you were talking about the process, and I love that process because as a songwriter, I do something similar. I don't tell people what to play. Same. It's like, here's here's the bones. This yep. is what I'm playing. Same this is what exactly. I'm yes. singing. It's just like that. And yep. I, want, I want that collaboration. Yeah. And I, I understand not everyone works like that. I understand some people have, they, they have fully formed songs in their heads and everybody has to play exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, we don't do that. I, I like the collaboration, man. To me, it, it makes it more interesting when you have a song going through the creativity of half a dozen different people as opposed yep. to coming from one person. Yeah. We literally do exactly that. It's if they ask, "What do you want here?" I don't know. Yeah. What do you want? You yeah. know, what's in your head? Mm-hmm. We don't look, even though they're, I guess you would say, hired guys. We definitely don't look at them like that. Like we, even for rehearsals, you know, we have food and everything for everyone. They share their culture. We share Cuban culture, a little bit of mine, and we we have conversations outside of music. You know, just about life. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a band. 
but it's not a band. I guess her and I would be Indigo mm-hmm. Eye. But um, yeah, it's different. Yeah, the writing the writing process is just you know like Byron will start a little riff, um, get it going. I can sometimes write a song within minutes, hours, days. It all Months. depends. <laughs> it all depends. It all depends on the topic. Um, sometimes you know as a as a writer when you're writing some songs, it's just like you want to make it for me. I just can't really make a song about you know popcorn or anything or just cola or it just has to be something meaningful to me you know so i take a long time as far as writing the meaning behind the song it could be uh i just wanted to have some depth to it you know and so somebody can relate okay i know exactly what she's talking about shit i can relate with this i can relate with that i don't know if i was supposed to curse this it's okay it's okay um you know what i mean so it's just like as a writer for me, the hardest thing is finding these lyrics that the melody comes easier, mm. I would say. But as far as the, the, the words, I want it to really hit home and I want people to really relate and I, I want to tell a story. I, yeah. I consider myself a storyteller when I'm, when I'm writing these songs. So There's something else, too. With I guess I had a couple of people comment to me, you know, put me off to the side and say, man, you can tell that you guys are a couple on and off the stage and it really makes a different element. Like they, like on stage, we're looking at each other. We're having a great time off the stage. We're holding hands and walking around, you know, and people I don't started, know him. Yeah. I don't know him at all. People started catching on to that and started, they, they were saying like, well, that's a beautiful thing that you guys can share a home life with children mm-hmm. and share music together. And I've been in a lot of projects, you know, out throughout the days from, you know, straight up death metal to, to all kinds of stuff. And I was always fascinated with female vocals, but it was always something missing. And then here we are. So mm. right still now. something missing. No, it's <laughs> I but, keep trying to get my wife to learn drums because I seem to always need a drummer. So that would be cool. But, that would be cool. but she, I don't yeah, kids. I think she's going to go for it. My kids too. They both want to. I say, one of you needs to learn how to play drums so you can play with dad, but uh, they're not interested. So no. what are you going to do? And we I live know. in an odd area for this genre of music, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it shouldn't be because there's there's so when I left when I when I I grew up in South Florida when I left Florida over 20 years ago now um, when I left Florida there was n- almost no reggae going on at all I come back and there's pockets of it now like yeah. Tampa St. Pete has a good mm-hmm. scene there's other places that have reggae East but Coast, yeah. but in southwest florida it's like okay like we were talking like we need to build it up down here yes. because the opportunity yes. is here but no one's really taken southwest florida yeah no, and said like we need to establish a reggae scene here much so, needed we yeah. have a, a new outdoor venue here yeah Palooza theater yeah so i think like it's, it's ripe for it we just have yeah. to do it you know yeah. we really just need to do it yeah over here it's like it's very hard um you know, over here is a lot of metal. I, I enjoy metal, don't get me wrong, and punk and all that, beautiful. But I really, we're missing, like you said, we're missing that reggae feel down here. And in, and you would think there is a lot of people that listen to reggae oh, yeah. down here. But when you get, you know, like Kabaka Pyramid, you get these guys coming down here, great show. Mm-hmm. It was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know, people. Yeah, and I'm like, where's the people? Where's everybody at? Like, I don't know. I just don't understand. So Hopefully Pepper will bring it in July. Yeah. That'll bring you know some attention to the area. That's we, something we definitely we need, to, need it. We yeah. definitely need it, and uh, it's definitely there's. I want to see it grow. I want to see it blossom. There's so much potential with all these, you know, especially uh, 
within the Gawai, um, it's different. So you're not going to get the straight reggae feel, the straight yeah. one drop. You're going to mm-hmm. get a lot of different elements. And people are going to be like, wow, I'm hearing, like they say all the time, bro, I heard rock. I heard like the, the Spanish vibe. I heard a lot of different elements. And it's, it is a true fusion. So people are always coming up to me like, wow, that was very cool. That was very cool. We enjoyed that. And I'm like, you know, that makes me feel happy. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel very, very happy. I did my job. I love it. Um, and I love you know, interacting with new people all the time and getting to know them and, and, and they vibe. Yeah. They're like, they, they vibe with the music and I'm just happy. It's a good day. Yeah. Another yeah. thing I look for in bands live, because that is the ultimate experience for band. Like we all love listening to albums. Like that's great. And the things that those albums mean to us, but when you're at a live performance, it's a whole different ball. Oh, game, it's a whole, whole different, experience. different experience. And so yeah. another thing that I'm really looking for is energy. Yeah, that vibe. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of bands that are very technically good or whatever, but it's like you're not getting the energy from them yeah. on stage. And that was another thing I noticed about you immediately was like, OK, like this is, this is, this is a band that performs. You're going yeah. crazy. I get super yeah, hyper. And I, I love that. Like, that's what I want to see when I go see shows. <laughs> and I understand that reggae a lot of times doesn't lend itself to that. Right. Especially the more mellow reggae bands and stuff. It's like how much jumping around can exactly. you do? Exactly. But you bring that energy to it even through your mellower tunes. Yeah. You're bringing that energy to it. Yeah. I feel like um, when I'm on stage, it's not a performance. It's more like this is who I am and this is what the song means. And I just let loose. I cut loose. I, I get I, I get lost in the moment. And then I'm projecting the words, like I said, storytelling. And I just, it's full of emotion the whole time. So... That's the, I, I, it's the beauty of it. But I love, and I've seen throughout my years growing up, musicians that can, you know, like you're saying, there's so much you can do because if it's calling for mellow, you're not going to go and head bang and go crazy, you know. But then you find these storytellers that are up there and then everything from the beginning to the end is just, they're taking you on a journey. Mm. And it was a total journey and you're like, oh my God, this was wonderful, you know. And that's what I, I try to do. And it just comes, I just do it because that's who I am. Yeah. You know, that's as easy as it comes. Yep. I feel like when we play, it's, we're not playing for them. We're playing with everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With I feel everybody. like it's one stage. Just, it's really hard to explain. Like I was, I even think I mentioned it at the last show. Like, Hey, this is all of us in the going. Yeah. For me, it's about the experiments. Like I said, it's a movement or a journey that we should all be taking. So. Yeah. And I, I love losing myself in the in the music. It's just like I forget that I'm there. Like, what did I do? Did I do that? I really did that. Oh well, hey, I'm sorry. I had to booty shake or you know head bang or something. It just comes, uh, you know. That's who I am, guys. But it's just uh, in the moment. It's a beautiful thing when you can just lose yourself. Well, that's what authenticity is. Yeah. You know, and people use that word a lot. Authentic, authentic. And I think a lot of times that definition of what that really means gets lost. Mm-hmm. And someone expects that to mean a particular sound. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's being authentic to who you are. Right. Doing what you're doing. Every, you are the, we're the sum total of all of our experiences and all of our influences. And when that comes through you on stage, all you're doing is just being you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just magnifying it a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah loud <laughs> it's just louder that's all it's her louder so, so you have a tune that was released recently right yes let's talk about that mm. <sighs> glory to the green so i stumbled upon one of the most legendary guys out there and didn't realize who it was like i told you earlier 
Um, the short of the story is uh, Mr. Bonsai Caruso makes Glory to the Green. He's also done pretty much every Marley from Bob, Damien, all of them. Uh, Kabaka Pyramid, Natalie, Natalie Rise. Rise yep, However, wow. I didn't know that, and you know, hit hit him up like I usually would do. Hey, that sounds great. Or you know, heard one song, didn't research anything, got embarrassed, and let him know I didn't know who you were. <laughs> <laughs> so we we made a nice little agreement that worked out really well, and he really. I mean, we've gone through other mixing engineers over the years. He nailed it. Exactly what we sound like. It's there, and. Um, you know, we're, we're struggling to try to learn social media and all that stuff, get it out there. Um, we have people trying to push as well. But it's a good song paying homage to the to the plant. Yeah. You know. Glory to the green. So that's pretty much it on that one. Yeah, my dad, my dad's like, why are you glorifying marijuana? <laughs> I'm like, no, dad, that's not what it's supposed to mean. It's just, it's just, um, it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's uh, the culture, it's the, the cannabis culture and just everything that goes behind it. It's just, I'm talking about it, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's this and that. And he's like, okay, well, I don't get it, yeah. but you know, definitely check it out. It's called glory to the green and, um, it's it's a good song. It's a it's a very chill. puts you in a mood and a vibe. You want to relax. Um, you want to sway back. You know, back and forth. It's I like it. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, it is a good tune. Yeah, you can hear my Morchiba influences. Yes, you can definitely. If that you don't comes know Morchiba, please check out Morchiba. She's been around forever. Yeah. Um, you know who I'm talking about by any chance? Yeah, man. I think like, and this this goes back to when like burning oh, yeah. CDs was like a big deal. It's like a friend of ours burned us some more Chiba. This is I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, probably about 20 years ago at least. Now, yep. I'm not ashamed to say they're still around. No, that's when I got into it. Maybe longer. Yeah. They've been around forever. Um, good yeah. influence. I really don't know the guy's name. I love their guitar player. Yeah. Never even researched anything. Just listened to them. Yeah. And still one of my favorites. I like that you play acoustic too, man. Because, yeah. you know, it's it's funny. It's funny to me, like, how many guitar players... Like, to me, I grew up playing acoustic and electric. Same. And I've heard so many, even professional guitar players over the years, talk about how, you know, they don't really like playing acoustic because it's it's different. It's not the same. And I agree. It's not it's not it. the same. Playing acoustic is not the same as, as playing it's electric. Not, but, no, it's not. But I love playing acoustic shows. Same. I would say a fair amount of our shows have been some kind of stripped down acoustic thing, whether it's solo or two or three of us. It's like, I, love I, I love every show. And, and surprisingly I did a poll on our Facebook page a few years ago. And I said to people, would you rather see your favorite band on stage at a big venue, full power or kind of a stripped down intimate thing and the stripped down intimate yeah. thing, like overwhelmingly, like beat, you know, my favorite band at a big venue. And it makes me wonder why people don't do more acoustic shows. Mm. Right. You know, but I'm glad to see that you guys also, it's like, you'll, you'll do whatever. Mm -hmm. You'll do the love. big electric shows. You'll do the acoustic shows. We love acoustic. Yeah. I mean, that's, I would, I haven't done it with these guys. We haven't played acoustically yet, but, um, I know that, um, eventually we'll end up doing that plug for sugar shack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will end up doing that eventually. Um, and it's going to be something amazing because we play acoustically completely, completely different than different. we play in the full band. It's mm -hmm. it's almost different songs. Yeah. yeah, it's more of a little reggae beachy vibe to it. You know, it's got some interesting uh, twists there. Mm -hmm. So it's funny when people see us one way, and then they see the band, and they're, they're like, like, "Whoa, whoa, yeah. what happened?" Yeah. <laughs> you guys are the same. Even, even funnier when I'm on stage looking at somebody beside the stage going. We're not this heavy, <laughs> and it's getting heavier. <laughs> These guys, um, real quick, they came from you know Jamaica. They went to school together. 
And one of the comments they made was, you know, we didn't play reggae in school. We played jazz, jazz and this and yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So they're really capable of everything. And very capable of everything. Yeah, they put the reggae in there when they need to, but it's, mm-hmm. man, they can, the, the drummer especially, the guy's a rock drummer. Yeah. You know, guitar player too. Yeah. So they get a little wild. On, if it's a more crowd, a little heavier. Yeah. So, which I have no problem pushing that. Yeah. So well, that's what happens when you get like, you know, just, just pro, just pro musicians. Yeah. It's like, because they'll play, it's like, that's the way I came up. I came up going to school and playing jazz and all that stuff. Wow. So, you know, for me, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, push the envelope. That's what everybody wants to do. You're an artist, right? You Rip put, it open. Push the envelope. <laughs> yeah. 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 Different yeah. every show. Yeah, it's, it's based off of who's there and what if, the feeling yeah. um, we improvise a lot on stage, which is um, that's a, I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we I mean, we would love to put together an, an amazing show transitions, which we're going to do. But at the same time, I love the element of surprise, the element of what's going to happen because you never know, because each yeah. show it's very different each time. So and, and it's it, in the whole like the masterpiece that we put out there. And the creativity is just, we're oozing that and just in the moment. So it's just the spontaneous aspect is amazing to have that. Yeah. Play for the room. <laughs> it's not a show. It's just a hangout. Whatever happens, happens. happens. Whatever happens, happens. We have an upcoming, upcoming what tour. What did Dimey do? We yeah. have no idea what she's doing right now, but she's doing something. <laughs> we're going out with um, in June with Cultivated Mind on the East Coast. I told you earlier. And I told him, listen... I'm just going to record us playing acoustic at home and send it to you. And you do whatever you feel. Yeah. And I can tell you right now, if you've seen him, it is going to be crazy. One of the best loopers I've seen. Yeah. Um, the guy, I thought he went to Berkeley. He plays guitar, trumpet, keys, everything equal. So that's, it'll be a completely, that's, that's if you see any of yeah. those shows, I can promise you this, you probably won't ever see that again. Yeah. Unless we go back out with him. We're going to improvise the whole night. That's Guaranteed it's going to be a killer show. Well, that so. always makes it more interesting for people who follow you, too, because yeah. you don't want to play the same show every night. No, nope. Exactly. And, we definitely yeah. don't. And I don't understand why a lot of bands do that. Uh, you know, it's like they'll do a tour, they'll do 20 or 30 dates, and it's the same set every yeah. night. And it's like, that's fine for them if that's what they want to do. But me personally, it would drive me crazy to be in a band yeah. where that's what happens every night is it's the same old set. You know, it, I'm at the point once I've written and recorded a song, like I never want to deal with it again. Like I always, yeah. I'm always looking to move on to the next thing. Right. You know, right. so I always want something fresh, something, you know, something new that's going on. Right. You know, even, right, right. even though you, there's certain songs you have to play yeah. every show because people know those. I got, you know, I always, I always joke about our song, sunshine music, which I've heard so many times um, from recording it and mixing it. And yep. playing it and doing videos for it and all that. It's like, I wish this song would go away and I'd never had, but it's like, you still got to play Somebody's it. favorite song. And, and, right, exactly. right. and if I don't play Sunshine music, someone's it's going get, to complain to me yep. on the show. Why didn't you play Sunshine music? So it's like, okay, I have to play it. So even, but even with that, like there's still things you can do in yeah. every show to make it special, to make, to let people know you're seeing something that you're not going to see. Even if you see us tomorrow. What you're seeing today is, is it's gonna, going it's to gonna be, be different. Unique. I can promise you that pretty gonna, much every, every show. Every single time is going to be different. Even at rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I enjoy rehearsing just as much as I do in the shows. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not it's not a show for me. It's it's just what I'm supposed to do. Get up there and, and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah, every show or every stage we hit, there's always something a little different. Maybe you know, I look over, hey, extend that solo, or hey, what's up with the drums? We're always communicating mm-hmm. in our own way up there. And it's an evolving show. 
Right. And just keep, it keeps getting be the better, same and better and better and, and order, better and better. But definitely a different different performance each time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just, yeah. like I'm saying, it just keeps getting better and better because you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen today? Or what, you know, it's just the emotion. And you feel the electricity on that stage. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we're just vibing and, you know, we're just vibing off of each other and off of the audience. And when I see people vibing, I get more hyper. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm already the Energizer Bunny up there. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting more and more hyper. So, I mean, it's it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Many so, more shows, hopefully. I got to give a shout out to my sister, Denny Indigo. She's also my co-writer, just saying. So she helps, she helps out a lot. She helps me write um, a lot of the music uh, with Calls me. Calls Lyric- when you need it. <laughs> lyricist. She's my lyricist. My undercover lyricist, so shout out to you. I love you, boo. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's always fun to work with family. Um, yeah. Like, as I was telling you earlier, Bill, my my bass player, my brother-in-law, um, it's the same thing, like, you know, to have to be able to play with family or to have family writing with you, working with yeah. you, it's like, yeah, it just takes it to another level. Yeah. You know? And, you know, with the two of you, I mean, you're, you're already, you know, a family making this music, and it's yeah. just, there's something just deeper. Exactly. About it. There's a connection there, you know. Absolutely. Because you know you can't kick each other out of the band. It's like you're, no. you're no. stuck. <laughs> no. No. Not till he's 18. <laughs> no, we, this all happened. I mean, there was a reason all this is happening. There's a reason those guys. Yeah, exactly. That we've connected with these guys that play with us. Um, we've had a lot of people that we've played with in the past. Great musicians. Mm. Um, but it was always a little something off, you know, and... It took us a long time. Somebody kept telling us, a few people kept saying, you guys are Indigo Wyatt, you guys. And even these guys say that. And we're like, no, 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 it's everybody. But at the end of the day, it's her and I. It's our relationship that we're showing everyone. Our love for music that we're sharing, you know, and our love for each other. So I don't know, how, I don't know where I'm going with this, but long story short is these guys really bring something special. They make it all happen. Um, it's We want to include everybody in this in this band you know if right. you want to call it that i think um in previously when we had all the band members um very talented as well i'm not taking anything away from them very talented but we were forcing a lot of things to happen and yeah. not happen naturally mm. and it just didn't work to we you know we wrote songs and everything but at the same time it just it wasn't there what we were looking for now with these guys it's just you know they're amazingly talented um they're very spiritual they believe in this process and they believe in us which that's when you have these this type of caliber of musicians and people and they say you you guys we believe in you guys mm, you know crazy. it's just it just makes you think wow okay all right yeah 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 you know i feel great when and then it's always good to have because sometimes you know self-doubt or if you're saying, well, I don't know how I feel about this or that, but then you have the reassurance because sometimes you do need it as individuals, as human beings. You do need that little bit of reassurance sometimes from somebody, especially that you care about or you look up to saying, hey, you know what? You got this. Yeah. I believe in you. you. You're there. Keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> and especially when I hear from from people and people I just met or fans saying, hey, you guys are something else. You guys are special. You guys don't stop. I'm like, you know what? That warms my heart. That makes me happy. So, no, I'm not stopping, and we're going to continue to to write music. And there's a lot of life sometimes just just comes at you like Bruce Lee, ah! and just messes you up. 
And then you're like, oh, damn, but just got to get back on that horse and get back on there and be like, this is, I meant to do this. This is a a greater purpose for this. This is what I want to do, you know, because life's too short. We have to really enjoy these moments, take advantage and go forward, you know, and believe, believe in the process. So. That's where Damn, we're at. I'm, get, I'm getting deep in here. That's that's what that's what the talking reggae podcast is yeah. for. It's for getting deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go we go way beyond. Well, yeah. I love what you said there, and um, chemistry is such an important thing. Yes, it is. Not only for the musical vibes, but also like like you're touring with people yeah. or whatever. Like I've always said, I would rather have pretty good musicians that I work with who are great people. Yeah. Who are easy to get along with. Yes. Then have That's fantastic important. musicians that are difficult to get along with. I don't yeah. have I don't have any use for that. I'm life is too short. Life I have no short, use man. for that at all. We got lucky. Yeah. Like, really lucky. Yeah. It, and it is for to have people who believe in you and can play at that level and are easy to work with. I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah. That's the exactly. highest blessing there is in That's music. a big blessing, yeah. man. That's a big blessing. Especially the belief they have in us. We talk to you know, I talk to the bass player a lot, Lance. And um, always reassuring, like, man, so he plays on some nice, sizable stages in the Turks and Caicos today playing. Um, and I've seen videos. I'm like, gosh, what a stage. He's like, oh, no, no, no. We're the no. little guys over here. He's You'll like, will be on worry. that stage and bigger. They always, they just, these guys, even though in our opinion they've made it and they're doing really yeah. well, they still have the same dreams we do about, quote, making it. Yeah. And even to the point of, you know, one of them that plays guitar, L.E.B., uh, he comes in and helps us out on guitar, and we we want to showcase him too. If you caught at the show, he did a song. Mm-hmm. We want to share the stage with these yeah. guys. We don't want to tell them sit back there and play our music. We're like, hey, come on through, know, yeah, show, do your show, thing. Show what, everybody you can what sing, you got. Get up you on know? the mic, and then next thing you know, the girl, his girlfriend's up there singing a song. Mm-hmm. We really shout out Anna Mariah. Yeah, we really, really want to share the the experience with them yeah. because they've given us that sound that we couldn't find. You know, yeah. They're really yes, unbelievable sound. Connected the dots for us, and just it's it's a beautiful thing how everything came together. And yeah. then they've said it. They're like, you know, this was meant to happen. We are here for a purpose. It's a reason. Yeah. You know, everybody's there's on a the reason. same page. Same That's page never happened in all the years I've done music. <laughs> yeah, same page. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it sets a nice blueprint for you going forward too. Yeah, it's like okay, this is what this is. This is how this sounds. This is how this is supposed to feel. Yeah, and then. So now you're aware that if something is, something moves around or something is lacking or something, it's like, no, no, like this, this is already the blueprint. We already have this set up for how we want this to right. be. Right, exactly. And they've helped you find that and you've helped them find yeah. that within Indigo Eye. Yeah. We've all found our sound. When we go up there, like it's, it's just us up there. I don't know. It's weird. You know, we don't, um, I'll keep saying we don't feel like they're hired musicians. I, mm-hmm. I can't even think that with them. Yeah. Right. It's people that believe in what we're doing, and we believe in their their you know product, their craft, how well they, you know how how they act. Mm-hmm. All of that makes a huge difference. Nothing like being out in a club somewhere playing, and you have a member or two that are bombed, mm-hmm. you know, bombed, <laughs> and it's happened. And we love those guys to death, but it happens. Yeah, um, it's better when you. I'd rather be a little late for sound check than, you know, somebody making a bad example of what we are so oh that's horrible that's that's i won't say it's the worst thing that can happen at shows because i've I've got a lot of stories but uh but it's certainly no fun 
Yeah, even if you're watching a band on stage and like the singer is so drunk that he yeah. can't, oh, and it's man. like, and you you start feeling for the other people on stage and going, oh man, like they they're because you can just tell, yeah, and you know how they're yeah. feeling up there. No one in the audience wants to see that. No one on the stage yeah. wants to experience it, and it's always a shame when it happens. And all you can really hope is that people who go too far that they can, you know, somehow fix themselves and yeah. get themselves back on the right track because yeah. it's no good for anyone. No, no, and you shouldn't bring that to. To any show, unless it's you know metal or punk show, of course. But yeah. Yeah, everybody get drunk. But um, <laughs> stuff like that, it actually slowed us down a lot for a long time. Mm-hmm. And both of us had self doubt. We've, you know, I've probably quit this six times last year. You know, I said that's it. But then, when we were given the opportunity to, like I said, write with these gentlemen, and and they stepped in and believed in it, it changed everything. Yeah. And then once we linked up with Bonsai, that was like okay. The, the package is complete. We know, you know, what we're going to write, how it's going to come out, how it's going to be mixed. I have my mastering guy in Jamaica, Pele Dan. Hello, if you're listening. We, it's a full circle now. Mm-hmm. The hardest part, to be honest, which can sound harsh, is in my personal opinion, I feel like we're greatly overlooked. And in this industry, it's, it's really hard to get shows right now. I mean, you almost have to beg people for them or pay them, which we won't do. Yeah. So we get overlooked a lot. Um, and I know it's going to happen. I don't know why it's happening, but I expect it to happen. But um, we've made a lot of traction in the last, really the last year. You know, COVID was a trial. That's when we mm-hmm. changed band names. and mm-hmm. that was, Yeah, that was a trial. Whew, that was a tough one. For everybody. Yeah. But um, now I see the traction. I, I know what's there waiting. It's it's a straight up ladder to get there. You got to climb and climb and climb. Yeah. And that's what we're doing now, you know. I just kind of wish we'd get a little bit more love, but well, you will. I mean, that'll, tough that'll, that'll come with time, yeah. you know. And yeah. and yeah, the the scene as we know it right now is oversaturated. Yeah, um, and not sounding the same as every other band is a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, it is. On one hand, it's good because it means you've got a high ceiling. On the other hand, a lot of times people don't know what to do with you, and no, they don't know what to right. what to make of you. Right. Yes. And it's like I have the problem that like we are a hundred percent conscious, and there's just some shows that people don't want that. They want you know nothing but party vibes. Yeah. And so they might look at us and go, eh, "Not for this show." So you know that's something. There's always something you have to overcome as a band if you're doing something that's at all different from what yeah. most other people are doing. And from there, it's just perseverance. You know, it's just, I got nothing but time and I got the rest of my life to do this. You know, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Right. And so, you know, the, the whole philosophy of the race, not being for the swift, but for those who endure, just stick with it. It's like, it's like you were saying, cats were telling you, just don't give up. Sometimes it is that simple. It is. This could take time. But just don't stop. Just keep yeah. doing. What else we got to do with the rest of our lives, man? Let's just hey, keep doing this. Yep. I'm gonna right? keep doing we this. We finally yeah. accepted that reality of it. I'm not in a hurry. I mean, if if, if it's meant to be, it will be. So yeah. it's just um, the process is we're having fun along the way and we're enjoying the moment and we're getting to know a lot of cool cats mm-hmm. and kittens. Oh, did I steal that from somewhere? <laughs> so it's just I'm enjoying the whole ride, you know. And I'm like, you know. It is what it is. Like, I'm going to meet people and I'm going to enjoy myself and I'm going to try to have a good time and, and do it in a way where I'm tr- I'm not trying to hurt anybody in the process. I'm just, you know, enjoying the vibe, enjoying the, the where we're at at the, at the time yeah. being, you know. Yeah, right on. More people, more energy. You know, yeah. That's, for, for me, it's not about 
you know, playing in front of people for money because that's not there. No, not right now. Maybe never. Yeah, it's about playing in front of as many people that'll stand there and listen and like it or love it, Mm -hmm. and then afterwards hearing them come up to you, wow. And then if I see them, (sighs) you know, I've seen them sing the lyrics back, and that just I'm like in tears. Yeah, you know, when they're singing my songs, I'm like that moves me. Yeah, that's like amazing to me. So we've met some really good people, especially on the East Coast, Florida, and like One Love Fam Jams, all those guys, Rising Vibes, One Love Virginia. Fam Jams, yeah, Rising Vibes. People like Kareem yep. with the Rise Roots. Mm-hmm. That's one thing in this genre, and I've been in some heavy, you know, heavy music. There's no, there's no sharing. You don't share connections. You don't share anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you go there and it's like. This is your time when you play. And, hey, man, can you help me get on that show? No, man, we don't know how. It's never anybody helping. Mm-hmm. In the reggae genre, you can reach out to people and become friends. Yeah. You know, hence Kareem with Arise Roots, I would consider us friends. We talk, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, very cordial, very nice person. Mm-hmm. Um, just cool people, you know, all around. Like, no matter how big they are. Even uh, drummer with Stick Figure, very good guy. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? We actually jammed Kevin. with him, Kevin. Yeah. Um, jumped up and jammed with us at a show and we were like wow guys from hip abduction (laughs) you know horn players Mm -hmm. never played with us before came out and did like four songs with us we just went for it and it's it's amazing let's have some fun let's play in front of 50 people then and then that guy goes and plays Coachella yeah and he's still the same you know it's it's an amazing genre yes I would like to see more of the Jamaicans on those big shows, yes. as we said yes, yep. there should be some kind of like a 50% rule yeah. or something for those shows to have, you know, non-American cats, whether it's from, cause it's, cause reggae is, is evolved around the world. Like I've had people oh, yeah. on, on talking reggae from all over the world. I've had people from, you know, reggae musicians from Italy on the show. Alvaro's, like, he's Italian. Know, yeah, he is. He's a, uh, he's a uh, shout out, shout out to uh, my fellow Sicilian. Um, it's, uh, it's, um, I would really like to see that. I would really yeah. like to see more love for the the rest of the world of reggae and especially Jamaica because this is where it came from. Yep. This is the origination of this and like I try like I I'm I'm open-minded about everything, but there's certain things that do bother me a little bit sometime. You know, I saw one of my uh you know, acquaintances on Facebook a couple of years ago had put something about um recommending reggae bands to a friend of theirs, right? And they rattled off like 15, 20 different band names. And there was not a single Jamaican artist on there. Mm. And it's like, it makes me think like, do you know where this comes from? Do you know yeah. who invented this? I know they call it Cali Roots and I know where them roots came from and it wasn't California. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, we need to make sure that we're doing more, all of us, yeah. fans, musicians, yep. uh, venues, festivals to elevate the people yeah. who created this music and who established this music. That's what we do. We were saying earlier, we do within our show, we elevate the guitar player to do his music, his girlfriend to come up and do her music. She's a dance hall artist. And um, it's it's a cool way to show like, hey, we can share all this. We don't have to, you know, put you as the opener or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I don't do that. We don't believe in like, that. It should be shared more and the promoters should do a little more. And I, I can tell you, there are some roots bands out there that I see working very hard, like Earth Cry. Yeah. Oh, Those yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. They are doing what you need to do. They're going to build it here no matter what. Yep. You know? Yeah. So bands like that, I love that. The Cali Roots bands, I mean, California, it's a surf culture. They want as much sublime sounding bands as they can get. Sure, sure. Grateful Dead kind of sound, you know, stuff like that. And that's that's fine. Like, I love that stuff. I respect all those bands, too. I just... 
I'm not looking to replace anyone. You know what yeah. I mean? I just want to like, what about right. this? What right. about where this came from? Let's right. just make sure that that's being properly represented. Yep. That's mm -hmm. all it they is. Had, um, they had Damian Marley headline one of the nights and mm -hmm. it paid off. Yeah. That was a full, you know, full thing out there. Yeah. So they're, they're trying, but there's a lot of bands like Earth Cry. They should be way up on that set, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And unfortunately, yes, it'll take some bands off the show. Yeah, but there's plenty of shows in California, Cali vibes, oh, all that sure. stuff. Gotta yeah. share the love, yeah, man. man. Gotta share the love. In Southwest Florida, we need to do one of those type concerts here and bring people here. Yeah, you have resources, you have hotels, beautiful living beaches are coming back to mm. life again. How to do that? I don't know. We'll figure it out, man. We'll figure it out because I'm here to live now. You know what I mean? Nice. And I, you know, I established when we, I established this band in Lawrence, Kansas, because I lived there for a long time. Now that I'm back in Florida, it's like I come here to Southwest Florida and it's like, man, it's like all I'm seeing is cover bands. Yeah. And like if I hear Horse With No Name one more time, if I hear a dude singing Horse With No Name on acoustic guitar one more day. Uh, you know, we no, were planning on performing that. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Did I Jeez. ruin that for No, seriously, though, it's I want to see more original music in South Florida yeah, and specifically oh reggae, God, yes. but more original music in general. The I want to see more of those it, venues yeah. here, you know? The venues are responsible for that as yeah. well. Yeah. They um, won't. They won't do it. I worked many venues when I was younger for a gentleman who's no longer alive. But I ran four four music venues for him, and cover bands. Yeah. People would come in there because they know the songs. There's not going to be mess ups. They don't have to hear the stories between. Some people don't like all that stuff. You're right. Me personally, we play a remake or two. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Tash Sultana song, um, but I can't stand the cover stuff. Yeah, I don't understand it. And the guys we play with, they play in cover bands, mm -hmm. but for them, it's work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, and I do get that part of it, I guess. But at yeah. the same time, they're not just doing it. These guys are very established. Right. It's more extra, you know, extra work, extra money, keep your chops up. Sure, sure. Not, I've got to play five nights a week or six nights a week, two times a day, and that's my living. Because mm -hmm. I can tell you this, if you're in a cover band and COVID hits again, you will be in the same place at yeah. home. Yeah, yeah. So it's good to have a backup. It's good to have a, you know, we have a home, well, we have a business. Yeah. Backup plans are good to have. Doesn't mean you have to rely on it, but cover bands, they hurt the original scene, unfortunately. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, it's kind of like we were talking about with Jamaican and Cali yeah. bands and all that. It's like, I'm not looking for anyone to quit being in cover bands. It's just, I, yeah, yeah. I want to see more representation of original bands. And I want, you know, I want to see all day. Yeah. I, I just want to see like, we should be nurturing creativity. We should be nurturing new things and yeah. cover bands are great. And especially in a touristy area like this, where you get a lot of tourists <laughs> in here, I, I totally understand the cover bands. People come here to hear Jimmy Buffett songs. Yep. I, I totally get that. But I feel like we could also add in more original music and still, you yeah. know, make it work. Yeah, Just have to be selective be of the bands. You know, everybody unfortunately can't play the best clubs. Yeah. Um, and that's always been in, in, when I was working in the music industry booking, you're, you're a booking agent slash the enemy. And it was, I put choice shows in choice venues and had very good crowds for many years. Yeah. And that's how it worked. The second he opened a venue that was putting less choice bands in there, the talent wasn't there, the people weren't there. Yep, yeah. You know, and it got to the point where, great, we'd have one or two good shows a month and then the rest was like no money. Yeah, and that's what original yeah. artists need to understand too is there's there's only one, there's one rule, there's one bottom line and that's butts in seats. Nothing, and Don't no, overplay. And nothing. Oh, the, area. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, I see a lot of people do original that too. Original bands, four nights a week. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's like a lot of things that original bands could be doing to help themselves yeah. out. I can't tell you how many bands I've played with like, 
maybe they'd come through on tour and we'd open up for them or something. And they did absolutely no promotion of their show. Yeah. And it's like, why am I spending money as the opener to promote a show that you're not promoting? And then at the end of the night, you're like, well, we need to get our guarantee. And it's like, well, you didn't do anything. No one came here to see you play because yeah. they didn't know you were playing. Right. Anyone who's here is here to see. It's like, there's so many things there's original a lot of that. bands yeah. could could be doing to help themselves out in these areas. Yeah, there's there's bands on the outside of this area that I, I talk to a lot of bands and they're very helpful, the ones I communicate with. And our philosophy is, you know, I'll help everybody and anybody. I get in trouble for that sometimes. But I'm like, hey, you know, what do you need? Yeah. Need, you need my car, take it. You need this, take it. I've always been like that. Um, some bands do definitely help and un- uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Some bands, unfortunately, they don't. And mm-hmm. that's the reality of it. As far as creating a scene here, the venues have to take part in that. They can't. If they, they have to set aside a you know a weekend night, yeah. but with choice bands, mm-hmm. with a budget, mm-hmm. and then they have to promote it. Right. And what they'll do is they know, you know, Monday through Friday's coverage, we'll put your original band on Saturday, uh, but we won't have a sound man for you, or we won't have, and this has happened, they don't have any resources for you. There's no promotion, and then that's it. Right. You do your show, you have your little bit of crowd, and they're not happy. So there has to be a way to come together and fix that. Well, there's always been problems, you know, the the partnership that should exist between artists and venues and promoters. It's like a lot of times it's like, no, we do this. Well, we do this and we do this. And it's like, you know, we can all make more money if we work together on this as opposed to, you know. Back in the day, I mean, you you went and walked the beach or walked the mall or whatever and handed out flyers. Yeah. Yep. Met still, people. Still do. I met a, an artist in Miami. <laughs> I met an artist in Miami, and, and I don't want to remember the guy's name right now, but um, he was selling CDs at the, you know, standing in the middle of the road in the main main road. And I bought one. Mm-hmm. That was some of the best hip hop I've ever heard. I was yeah. like, man, this guy is killer. Turned out he kind of was somebody, and he was making thousand dollars a day doing that, mm-hmm. just selling CDs. Yeah. He'd say, here, put your headphones out, let you listen to it, and then you want to buy it. Here you go. Yeah. R- grassroots. Now, a lot of these bands, like you said, they show up from out of town and where's the crowd? Yeah. Well, you know, nobody knows you. You didn't promote, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, our yeah. crowds or the crowds yeah. now are weird because now crowds are really band specific. Mm-hmm. They'll go. If you're playing in the middle at nine o'clock, they're going to be there at 855. Yep. And when you're done, they're gone. the band and yeah. them all go outside and now it leaves the next band, excuse me, with nobody. Mm-hmm. That stuff, like back in the day, you stayed from the first to the end. I still do. Yeah. She knows I'm three, mm-hmm. four hours early to a oh, show. Yeah. And I'm do, three, I do four the hours late. Yeah. 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 I have to walk the grounds, make sure all to, my escapes. He wants to be there mm-hmm. to make sure he wants to check out as many bands everything. as he can. Yeah. Make sure everything's running smoothly because there's a lot of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, when it comes to sound, uh, load, load in and all that. There's a lot of things that can happen. Yeah. But he's he's always there early. I try to be there early. I try to catch as many bands as I can too. Mm-hmm. Um, but we try to and kind of, you know, you wanna I wanna hear and he wants to hear you know what these bands sound like and and if we haven't heard of the bands before but we get to see them in person you know it's a treat because you never yeah. know what you're going to get we got to see you your know? guys and yeah. i was like hey yeah. hey come you know tell yeah. her hey check this out who's yeah. this and when you said like i said he said cape coral and i went whoa whoa yeah. whoa yeah. 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 Cape <laughs> this coral. guy lives by us and i was talking to the guys from flow fest like how come i've never heard of this guy and then i realized because we don't have a scene there yeah you could have been here for 10 years i wouldn't have known it yeah, you know? I haven't even tried finding a local show here to do, man, because no. I haven't I, I haven't spotted anything that says like, OK, this makes sense for you to do. Right. Yeah, you know? it's difficult. It'll come about eventually, I think. Um, like I said before, hopefully Pepper. Yeah, that's a big band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're going to play at the ranch 
that's the other thing. It's really hard to be local support for these shows. You're right. Right. Um, right. Really hard. Well, most bands tour with openers these days. Yeah. yeah and most yeah. of those bands do. Some of them, like the reggae genres I noticed, they'll come in and have local support. Kabaka Pyramid had local support. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that'll be all, the only crowd you have. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they don't really promote. Yeah. I didn't even know that show was going on until yeah. two days before. Yeah. yeah. With Pepper, obviously I follow them and boom, I saw their schedule. Locally, I've not seen one bit of advertisement for that show. Mm. I haven't heard anything on the radio or anything. Yeah. And that's and a major artist too. So there should be, there should be money behind that to where, you know, it's coming. Right. You know. Yeah. Because the next thing you know, it's like, and we're even on the lookout for it, and we might end up missing. Yeah. Something coming through just because we didn't know about it, you know. And there's so many things that bands could be doing to help themselves out that they're that they're just not doing, you know. Like I mentioned, what I mentioned before, and it's like that. We had a band come through Lawrence one time in the summer. Now Lawrence is a college town. This is where KU is. And this one dude was like, is this all the crowd you get here on a Friday night? I'm like, dude, you, you came to a college town in July. Yeah, there's nobody like, there. You have to be aware of the thing, the place you're going to. We, we had to be aware of when, like the Kansas City Royals were in the World Series one time. And it's like, all right, there's not going to be anybody at that show. Because it's like, you have to be aware of the towns you're going yeah. to. Seasonal. And where you're playing and right, what seasonal, what other shows are going on? There? Right. Is there another big reggae show in town that night? Like things you got to right. be aware yep. of you, when you book a tour. I played and, and, you know, many shows where they're in a small venue where a block away in the big venue was your competition. Yeah. You know, yeah. happened in all, a tour with somebody. I think it was, uh, we were playing at Chicho's up in Virginia Beach, Pizzeria Place, really cool venue. And two blocks away or a block away at the Norvo was the movement. Mm-hmm. You know, so supposed to be an after party all kinds of stuff happen with yeah. south yeah but yeah you got to be very up up to date and these guys play a lot yeah yeah these big bands play a lot they do they do and another thing if you're in a smaller band if you're a band if you're playing someplace where nobody really knows you like don't try to be the headliner there be yeah the, be the open like that, <laughs> that, one's, that one's bothered me for years is like no one knows who you are like you were talking people come to see your band and then they split and that's what happens if you're a headliner in a place no one knows you and the opener brings in all the crowd. Yeah. They split right after the opener and you're left with like five people there. Yeah. And it's like, you, put your ego aside. You don't have to be the headliner. If no one knows who you are, be the exactly. opener even though you're on exactly. tour. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. You're going to play for more people if you're yeah, the opener. Yeah, we don't mind. You know? Just, as long as we can play and I can pay my guys, yeah. Yeah. I'm good. We don't need We've money. We've never had yeah. like, hey, we're the opener. Oh, man. No, I don't care. Yeah. I'm yeah. playing. I'm happy. Yep. Yeah, we played you for know? the parking lot and we, we played, played for, for a, a we good... Played couple yeah. thousand people yeah, so. yeah we yeah. play for free we play with mm-hmm. opener headliner co-headliner i don't care i'm just happy to be there yeah. you know so yeah. that's, that's what i always say is like no matter what slot we're in like we're gonna do well like we're gonna play yeah. we're gonna play our butts off man and we're gonna you know and we'll be wherever we can be yeah i'm yeah. not the guy going well i'm not i won't go on first it's like you know come on yeah you know yeah. put all that aside get out there and play exactly you know exactly no egos we learned that the hard way yeah. <laughs> no that's a whole another po- podcast yeah that's a whole other podcast <laughs> you want to talk about brazilian jiu-jitsu that's a whole another day yeah well we well, you and i kind of started talking about that too because I, I saw on your facebook profile that you were a you were a judge you were like a, MMA, for a yeah. boxing commission yeah 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 and that's like i've always been a boxing guy like i still i still do it i still love it i still I do love the it. mma side so yeah we came from i came from seven martial arts um black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu she was just about to get her brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, worked with a lot of fighters, still watch some of them on TV. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, that's a hard industry, man. It's definitely different. Well, I'll say this. The show is obviously different than a band because there's broken bones, bloody. Absolutely. But the industry, believe it or not, there's just as many snaky managers oh, and sure. venues and mm-hmm. uh, fighters slash band members getting yeah. ripped off. It's literally the same thing. It's like somebody that worked in the music industry went, hey, I'm just going to go to that side. Oh, it's still it's still the entertainment industry. Yes. And everyone in the entertainment, it's like politics. It's like everyone in politics and everyone in the entertainment industry, like don't trust a single person, you know, on site. Because that's they're all being shady. They're all trying to yeah. rip somebody yeah. off. You know? That's the way it goes. Yep, fight industry is pretty much, yeah, like the music industry. Yeah. But that's where our egos, um, you can't have an ego. That's no. the first thing they tell you. Leave it on the mat. Can't have an ego yeah. when you're training or fighting or anything. And, um, you know, if you lose, maybe your ego gets hurt. But you come back the next time around and you, you try to win. Yeah. You know, you do your best. And if you lose, you get back up and you do it again. That's why we you know? try so hard in music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're used to tapping out. You know, that's what you yeah, learn Yeah, I don't first. have an ego. If you got me, hey, you got me this time. Yeah. I'm going to get you next time. Ah, I'm And if get a fight be- breaks out at the venue, we're just going to walk away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to yeah, judge like, uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. I'm going to judge it and she can compete. <laughs> you're going to be making notes. <laughs> yeah, I'm making notes. It's funny. You learn how to fight and the first thing you learn is don't fight. It yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, nobody... get, getting hit is like oh man, that, that'll sucks. that'll that'll Why, change things in a hurry. Yeah, that'll change. Like I've been like I'm too I'm too old for that now. I like I won't I won't actually I still train. I will right. not like at physically fight anyone now. I'm too old for that stuff. You don't yeah. want to do that stuff. I anyways. mean, there's a lot of fighting injuries, hurts. especially yeah. if you're fighting somebody that's gonna go crazy on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and they have no self control. You know, I'm worried about my health. Yeah, like I still gotta work the next day. I still gotta get up. I need my limbs. You know, don't break anything. Mm. So it's just. Also, it teaches you martial arts, the beautiful thing, and it teaches you, you know, the self-control, the no ego, the you have to get back up because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you nobody mm-hmm. wants to lose. But if you lose, damn, OK, so now tomorrow, let me see what I did wrong. I got to do yeah. it better. Oh, and as and as musicians, as professionals, as people out here doing what we do, man, we take a lot more losses than oh, we do wins. out a here. Lot of we take a lot of punches out here. A lot. And like man. I was saying to you before, like the answer is just don't quit. Can't. Because you're gonna keep getting like man, I knocked down so many times. Like, why learn, am I still doing man. this? Like, yeah. what kind of a glutton for punishment learn. am I? Yeah. My yeah. age still doing Masochist. this, but that's what it They're takes. Getting yeah. knocked down is because it's not because you're doing something wrong. It's because it may either wasn't the right timing or somebody yeah. did something better. Mm-hmm. I feel like wrong, sometimes you know? the more you get, the more the you know uh, life just throws at you like these, all these daggers, and you're constantly trying to avoid and dodge these daggers. It's just you're doing something right because they don't want you to win. Yeah. Like something behind is saying, no, I you, you, you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to win because yeah. if you win, something great's going to happen. But you have to get going yeah. because you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen, who you're going to influence, what's going to happen, who you're going to you know, motivate, inspire. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So keep going. Yeah. Keep fighting. You know? yeah, yeah. Keep fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. This is feisty. This is feisty. No, I mean that's how I feel sometimes because there's yeah. so many negative things just attacking all the time, and then mm. you're like, "Damn, I must be doing something right." Yep. Because yep. some somebody doesn't want me to win. Oh yeah, no, and and most things in life worth achieving aren't that easy anyway. Exactly, they're you not. Know? And I like I marvel at these bands sometimes who are like. Yeah, we played our first show, and then there was this guy there who knew a guy from this other band, and next thing we know, we're on tour with them, and now it's like, and it's like, wow, like that type of like meteoric yeah. rise, I can't even imagine, and I don't know if I'd want that. Uh, to me, the the struggle is part of this. Yeah. Hey, our tour it's in June's in a Honda Accord, and her and I, yeah. <laughs> we're going big style this time. Oh yeah, it's a uh, learning experience. Yeah, like you're saying, the you know, everything. It's a learning experience. And then you have to take from it and be like, okay, if I didn't have this experience, 
I wouldn't have learned what I needed to learn along yeah. the way mm -hmm. to grow. You need growth. Mm -hmm. yeah. So sometimes it costs a lot of money to do stuff. If you don't have the money, find another way. You know, yeah. there's always, I'll figure it out. That's yeah. my best saying. Yeah. Figure it, it out. True. That, yeah. And I always say, you know, always forward, never backwards. Mm -hmm. So there's no one step back. It's just, okay. I might've stopped for a second, but I'm not going to yeah. step back. Yeah. You know, age doesn't matter anymore. Nothing like that. Just focus on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, don't forget what Rocky said, man. Life ain't about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're heading towards our wrap-up point here because I've, I've kept you all on here long enough. But... <laughs> You said four hours. I, I think I said six, so <laughs> yeah. we're, we're just getting started. We got the first quarter done. <laughs> I know you have other things to do with your Sunday, so we'll get through this. But So there comes a point in the podcast... We've been talking so nicely all along. We're all friends now. Now I got to get to the point where I got to ask you a couple of tough questions. Okay. okay. So you're both going to have to answer. I'm sorry. Ooh. All right. So you guys both create music writers. And we talked about how much that moment on stage means. What if you could only do one of those two things? You can write and create or you can play music on stage, but you can't do both. Play music on stage. Damn. I like to be out with the, out there doing it. Right on. Man, I don't know. Sitting this here writing music and giving it to someone else to go play or going to play it yourself. Jesus. But, but I love it. writing my music. That's a tough one, but yeah. not for me. I love writing it. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to say perform. Be on stage in the moment. That's just liberating. You know, that's just... Yeah, you get a different joy than right oh, I wrote on. a killer song instead of I just played in front of Red Rocks. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but I... I yeah, that's a tough one. Well, the good thing is there's no <laughs> wrong answer. No. That's so, a tough one. And the other question I have for you, so say no one's never heard Indigo Eye and they tell you, well, I'm a pretty busy person. I'll check you out, but I only have time to listen to one of your tunes. What one tune would you tell them to go and check out? Mm, depends on what person would ask that. If you asked it, glory to the green. <laughs> you know, if somebody you know, working in a bank asked, I might not push them that direction. <laughs> With and without dread question here. You got to be more specific. <laughs> um, no, I would pick probably, yeah, glory to the green. Uh, it's my favorite song, not because of what it's about, just because of how it sounds. And it's been through like three versions. Mm -hmm. So I would say, hey, listen to that. Do you, a, if you yeah. respect a good song that's even, it's got a little bit of reggae feel in there, true fusion from us, and a good mix, there you go. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have a lot of music just sitting right here, getting ready to record and be mixed and everything. There's a lot of, like I said, we, we have a lot of surprises coming by. So it depends on if you want a little bit more rock heavy, a little bit more Spanish flair. Um, you can all vibe to it, mm -hmm. but... Um, I have, we have a lot of music just sitting there that we're getting ready to just shoot out and surprise everybody. But Glory to the Green for sure. We have uh, Forgetting February being mixed right now. So that's going to be the different next story. one to be out. It's a different story. Um, definitely check out Forgetting February coming out soon. And um, and we have a lot a lot of surprises coming through. So keep your, you know, your ears out um, and definitely check us out because... We are different from a lot of bands and it took us a while to find this sound. And it's just, it's, I think it's, I say the wild card of sound is mm. what I, I say. Yeah. 
because you never know what you're going to get within the guy. Yeah, right on. Right on. And you've got some shows coming up? May 20th. Uh, it's a culture shock show. Mr. Lanso is going to host over in uh, DeLand, Florida at City Lights. Hmm. City Lights Tap City room, Limits. Yeah. City yeah. Limits or City, City Lights? City Limits. Yeah. I'll, I'll confirm it later. Sorry, Lance. Um, it's going to be a good show. It's all women fronting bands. Mm-hmm. So a uh, guitar player's girlfriend's going to be playing. Miss Anna Mariah, she's playing. We're playing. DJ Lioness, I believe it is, is out there and a couple others. So it's like a from 5 o'clock on. It's going to be a really good show on a weekend. Female empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the 20th of this month, DeLand, Florida. Yeah. We're It'll trying to good. book some more shows coming here soon, so stay tuned. Yeah. Four right band on. shows. Yeah. Right on. Light tour up the East Coast, and that's really it right now. Right on. And uh, your socials, website, all that, where people can go to check you out? It's usually at Indigo Eye Band or IndigoEyeBand.com. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Indigo, Indigo Eye Band on Instagram. Yep. Um, and Facebook too. We have the Facebook, so definitely give us a follow. And also, that's if you want to promote and help out bands local, um, that's something you can do. Just give us a follow, and that helps us out tremendously. Yeah. You know, a yeah. like and a so, follow goes a yeah, long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's way. always ways to support bands without spending a dime. Exactly, go, because the, the the social numbers shouldn't matter, but we all know that they do. They do. Yeah. And so, just hitting that like, hitting that follow, is a huge deal for every band. Yes. Yep. Yes, it is. Agreed. Yeah. Hey. Well, Indigo Eye, great talking with y'all. I'm glad I got to have you on the podcast. Glad we got to do this remotely uh, on location, right? Yay. And um and you know, and I'll I'll keep following them and not not just because you only live ten minutes away from me. <laughs> although although now that I know that they have food at their rehearsals, yeah. I'm gonna have to try yes. to find a way Come to get through. over here on rehearsal night. All but I uh, picked up a new player. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but Indigo Eye, thank you so much for joining me on the Talking Reggae oh, podcast. Thank you so, so much. It was for really cool us. to be able to sit down and talk with y'all. Yay, Very it was good. super fun. I, I'm so awkward, but I love this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did great. Did great. Yeah. Until next time on the Talking Reggae Podcast, I'm Jay, and this is Indigo Eye. Yay! One love, y'all. Thank you, guys. One love. Thank you. Blessings. <laughs>